Last time on Knights of the Road Table, the team returned to Cambion grappling with the loss of Gravely, while the town grapples with the defeat of Lord Malkadoth. More is revealed about John Fletcher as Riggs spreads the uprising throughout the city with the word that they have been freed from Malkadoth's reign. So you head downstairs, Sarsa heads downstairs into the kind of cellar area of this pub in, and there's casks of something. Sarsa probably knows enough about alcohol to be like, that one's whiskey, that one's ale, that one's wine in the back. Uh, but they're sort of like lining the outside. Well, and there's a wee like... bit like a 73. <laughs> Although it could be a 74. It really depends on what region it's coming from. So there's like rows of casks and other like storage and, you know, dry foods and things. But there's little, there's kind of like in a little central area, there's some chairs pulled up and Cletus is down there and several other assorted figures sitting around in this circle. So something interesting when you kind of like emerge, regular humans would like turn towards you and look like who's this entering our meeting. And they have that reaction conceptually, but instead of looking, they all just like kind of tilt their noses up because <laughs> they're smelling you and not even like bothering to look. And like weirdly as they do that, you realize, huh, yeah, I can smell them. That's no. Sars is just gonna like. Are they? Are they sitting, standing? There's a little circle of wooden chairs, and they're all sitting and talking. Sars is just gonna uh, fill up her tankard (laughs) and plop herself at one of the casks. Yeah, she immediately the whiskey cash cask. Like she doesn't need to ask. She just it's there. So Cletus turns turns towards you and like. Oh, uh, come on down. Come on down. It's okay. And you like walk straight through the center of the circle <laughs> past these people towards what you identify immediately as the best whiskey and just like pull a pull a tap <laughs> and fill it up. It's, it's, I really do appreciate you in, uh, including me tonight. Uh, it's not really been something I've been able to talk about. You know, it's it's kind of awkward, isn't it? I mean, I just, I can't stand when things are awkward. It's, it's hard to talk about your feelings, right? Uh, well, well, yeah, uh, I guess help yourself to the whiskey. And uh, we got we got a chair for you. It's all right, y'all. This is Sarsa. And uh, as you can tell, she's a wolf. And uh, I invited her down here. So, uh, yes, uh, uh, welcome, Sarsa. Uh, you sniff and you get some interesting, like, smells that you don't really recognize. You understand the smell of Cletus and, like, what is rat about it. But one of them, particularly the little lanky guy, uh, you are confident is also a wolf, but you're not sure about other people. So you kind of look around at some of these folks. Uh, yes, hello. Um, uh, very nice to meet you, Sarsa. Uh, yes, my name is uh, Harold Pignalius Romulus Kevinshire the 45th. I don't suppose you go by anything that's a little bit shorter than that, do you? Oh, yes, they call me Tim. <laughs> right. Tim. Pleasure. Nice to meet you. 
Yes, you see, um, I have been afflicted. I was uh, long ago bit on a midnight moon by, um, well, a, a crane. And so I am I'm aware, crane, it turns out. You want to do one fancy thing for yourself and go out on a nice pond and enjoy the out of doors in the middle of the night and get bitten by a crane. It's just a terrible, terribly drab. Terribly drab, my dear. Right. You'll have to tell us all about yourself. But please, meet my meet our friends here. Uh, the lanky guy who you identified as a wolf uh, speaks up and he says like, Oh, hey, what's up, dude? I'm, uh, I'm, my name's uh, Gerald. And um, as you can probably tell, I'm also a wolf. And I'm like totally thrilled to have like another person in the in the in the uh, in the family, you know, in the pack. So uh, welcome, like pull up a chair, and I'm really excited to uh, really excited to meet you and have you join. Thank you, Gerald. Nice to meet you. Is anyone else there that wants to introduce themselves? Go ahead, Carlos. Oh <laughs> uh, hi, my name's Pinky. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've I've been a, a were person for oh going on. 67 moons now. I was bit by a mink. That's right. Binky the Minky, they call me now. <laughs> it's nice to meet you, Sarsa. So, Minky, your your name is, is Minky because you were bit by a minky. Did, no, you didn't have a name? Bin- I just turn into a mink, so they call me Binky the Minky. I know. I know. It's confusing. I wish I was bit by a weasel or a wolf or a cat of some kind. That would be much better. But But here I am. Binky the Minky. Right. Well, uh, still a pleasure to meet you here, Binky. Nice to meet you, too. Uh, do, do I need to describe Binky at all for you, Zach? Sure. What are we looking at? Lady gnome, uh, about three and a half feet tall, and uh, has, has like a dirty uh, blue sundress on. Is this going to be our new campaign because I'm in? Yes. yes We're going to start a yes, campaign yes. inside of your campaign, Zach. <laughs> This is where it starts. I'm for it. What does Tim look like? <laughs> oh, Tim, well, uh, he's a very tall uh, gentleman, uh, very uh, bird-like in feature, as it turns out, and uh, wears a very fancy uh, three-piece suit uh, with a little <laughs> chain and a little tiny uh, pocket watch that he's always looking at. Oh, what time is it? Oh, what time is it? Oh, very good. Time to go. And he's uh, uh, got a, a little hat on as well, a bowler hat, and uh, that's, that's Tim. Uh, and then I guess the last person who hasn't introduced themselves kind of gives you a sheepish wave. He's a, a stocky dwarf, completely bald though. No beard, no hair. So you might think he's a real short dude. And he says, uh, hey, I'm, I'm Kent. And he kind of shakes his head, very embarrassed. He just says, I'm a wear ant. <laughs> just be careful where you step. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, so you've made great progress so far, Kent. We're all proud of you. Thanks. Uh, nice to meet you, Kent. Uh, I'll be I'll be very careful. I do. I have, I have so many questions. Well, this is safe space. Ask away. You, how did you get turned? Because you see, my I for me it was a sea hag. Like a where sea hag that you encountered? Did the sea hag bite you, or like? How did that oh, work? Oh, no, no. I mean, not that I recall. Just I had fought her and, and there was this wee amulet. And uh, Sarsa holds up um, an amulet that has a moon insignia on it. 
Whoa, is that an amulet of saloon? That's so cool. That's right, that's what I thought, but but then I put it on and 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 I felt myself change and you know, I started to get these 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 abilities, but then I got this weird voice in my head. You guys you guys have a voice that very ominous that, that talks to you? Um I hear the queen sometimes when I'm in ant form. Yeah, I think that's just an ant thing, dude. Like, I don't really hear a voice. Like, the call of the wild, maybe? Do you, like, feel the, like, the call of the wild to just, like, go out and do your wolf thing at the full moon? Or, like, is that what you're talking about? No, it's 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 really just, just one phrase repeated over and over. It's kind of ominous, actually. What's the phrase? Does, yeah, what's what? What is? What does it say to you? Well, now I feel weird. I, I thought, I thought this is normal and what everybody deals with. But you're, you're telling me, Cleta says, "Hey, not- hey, listen, listen, Sarsa. If you don't, you don't have to share anything you don't want to share. But like, you know, we're here to support each other, and so if we can help you, we will. But like, you don't, you don't have to stick your neck out or anything. You just met us. Yeah, it's face the first face. rule of Wear Club: don't share what we wear at Wear Club." <laughs> We've been thinking of putting that on a t-shirt, but like it's a little confusing. Plus it's sort of a secret it. thing. Yeah, exactly. It is kind of it's a paradox. Yeah, we'd wear uh, our wear maybe. wear shirt and that that's just confusing. You guys have already been really welcoming. I mean Binky, I feel like you were really vulnerable and and Kent I am. I I really <laughs> Kent I really sympathize with with your particular condition that just doesn't really seem like it's it's a lot of fun and, and tim you're you're here too well, well yes and i won't i won't take that sort of backhanded compliment yes yeah i won't deal with it you know <laughs> i just keep hearing this voice and keeps telling me that tells me you will destroy what you love the most that's why as, as soon as i this started happening. I, I, I had to leave, and I've been trying to figure out how to get rid of it. I mean, the wolf part, I don't mind too much. I mean, it's it's different, but and sometimes I can't control it. But but the hard part is is the knowing that it feels like promise. What would you say you love the most? What? Yeah, man, that sounds kind of heavy, right? That's... Like I don't I don't get anything like that. I just get kind of like it's more of a. I mean, it's not words, but it's more of like an urge to like pee on trees and, you know, like wolf stuff. Eat sugar. You get that, right? That's not just me, right? I've definitely peed on a tree or two. Okay, cool, cool, And it tends to be when I get really, really upset, then then the wolf takes over and, you know, that's a whole thing. Wait, Um, so you're peeing on trees before you become a wolf? I don't understand. Well, I drink a lot of whiskey. I, I, I realize, you know, you, you guys don't know me that well, but that's kind of my thing. Mm, how Just... terribly drab. Cool, cool. I like sniffing people's butts, but, like, it doesn't go over <laughs> as smoothly as as you think. Yeah. So that I try to keep disgusting. that under wraps. Um, anyway, so that, like, seems kind of heavy, like, destroying what you love. Yeah, like, whoa, you think that's some sort of, like, a prophecy or, like, what? I don't rightly know. I, I've tried uh, everything I can find. I, I assume it's some sort of a cursed item, and I tried. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm a cleric, so you know, I've prayed to saloon over it, and 
And I'm afraid it's just been, I hate to admit it, but it's it's been silent. I haven't felt connected like I used to. To be honest, our friend Gravely, who's who's gone now, I feel like he was more connected as a cleric than I was recently. Fat lot of good it did him, though. It's been a hard week. You you lost your friend? Right, yeah. He uh we were fighting uh the big bad evil guy, uh, uh Malkadoth, uh who's actually not Malkadoth. It was really complicated, but anyways Wait, hold on a minute. You fought Ma- Lord Malkadoth, the ruler of the the ruler of our yeah, realm? We're talking about me right now, so if we could stay on target. But yes, we did. We did. And we won. You're welcome. I mean- Enjoy your revolution. Okay, wait a minute. Like, Malkadoth, you defeated Malkadoth? Like, he's not out there anymore? No, but when he disappeared, our friend Gravely disappeared as well. There was something when we were walking in the room, they they told us that we were going to lose somebody if we went in the room, and we went in the room, and we won. Uh, but Gravely, his his number was called, and, and so he just, whoop, disappeared. Got, got sucked into, you know, I don't rightly remember. Technically, I was dead at the time. So what? You were dead? All right, that's that's a lot of information. I feel like that's definitely going to affect all of our lives and our livelihoods. And Yeah, but I think we need to talk about me some more. I feel like... Yeah, man, this is like Sarsa's space here. Like, we can deal with that later. We can deal with our own stuff later. Like, Sarsa, you have the floor here, man. Like, you talk. But to be honest, that that was really that's that's the whole of it. That's what I'm dealing with right now. And um, if anybody knows a way that I can get rid of this tank and curse, that'd be great. Uh, I've tried taking the amulet off; it won't come off. Uh, well, can tried. I take a look at it? Sure. Amulet right. or not? Uh, Sarsa kind of like holds it out from it's it's on a long chain, so she kind of is able to hold it out for Gerald. He like takes it and grabs it and like kind of like pulls it towards him a little bit and it basically like it gives you the same shock of pain that you had trying to take it off, which then transforms you into a wolf. Like you like werewolf out and all of them like freak out because like they have never like they only turn on the full moon. So the seeing you turn when it's not a full moon is like very like whoa this is different kind of thing am i in control or is it like wolf is taking control i mean you're changing against your will because of the pain you're not like wilding out or anything you still have like control of your facilities but all of them are kind of like whoa that's not that's not supposed to happen like man you're like it's not even like it's like only like we're not even like See, close this is to what i was talking right about now. it's it's when I get, and this is really painful, trying to take the amulet off. It hurts. I'm sorry about that. Here you go. Take it. I've been having a hard time, and I'm not okay. You're not, um, you may not actually, <laughs> like, recognize this unless you've really, like, checked yourself out in the mirror, which maybe you have at this point. But, like, the amulet disappears when you transform, but there's, like, a mirror-shaped emblem on your on your chest there's like a image in the fur of essentially the like moon Starza shape of the is, is unaware of this yeah <laughs> so um gerald is like whoa it's like kind of still there but it's like in your fur like there's a 
there's a moon there. He's not like touching you, but he kind of like outlines with his finger where well, the... if you could at least buy me dinner first. <laughs> You're a consent, man. I mean, that's cool, man. It's like your werewolfness is like in that amulet. It'd be a hell of a lot cooler if it wasn't yelling terrible things and if I could do something to reverse it. Can, can you change back or like what happens from, from here? Usually I have to calm down and takes a while sometimes a pint of whiskey helps okay well like like no rush this is a safe space like you can just like you can wolf it up or you can like whatever like you be you dude well now cletus i i hate to be this person but we must look at the rules of the charter it says that this club was established in order to share amongst where people it seems that she has been afflicted by something else than the wear curse so I hate to be pedantic about the rules, but it does seem like she is operating on a different level as to her. You understand what I'm saying, Cletus? All right. Look now, now settle down, now, Harold, Tim, whatever you, whatever we're calling you now. Like she's clearly, I mean, the evidence is right there in front of us. She's clearly a werewolf. She don't exactly follow the same rules as the rest of us. Like that's no reason to throw her out. Like clearly, Sarsa here needs our support. Sarsa just kind of growls at at Tim. I just will. Oh, I apologize, but I will remind you that there is a a fee that we all pay monthly so that we can have lunch. (laughs) We're not having lunch. Sarsa has not not paid the the fee for lunch (laughs) or for tea when we have our afternoon meetings every third Sunday. You know the first meeting is free. Come on, man. Don't be a jerk. Yeah, we can handle that later. Like Sarsa, you know, I, I can cover you if you for for lunch later if it's if we need to stipulate that particular rule. But like right now, right now, Tim, like she needs to be heard. So right, settle down there. To, I'm trying to do my duty as the treasurer of the Wareshare. You know what? It's fine. Tim's made his point. I don't need to be here. Obviously, you guys don't know anything about what I'm going through. Right, no, I no, no, no. Sarsa, you're fine. Let's, we'll take a vote. All right. Everybody, uh, everyone here who thinks that um, Tim is being a, a stuck up, uh, stick in his craw, wear crane, uh, and, and we should like accept Sarsa and take care of her, raise your hand or paw now. And she raises her hand. Kent raises his hand. All right. <laughs> that looks like it's unanimous, except for Tim there. So we're going to go uh, ahead yes. and tolerate, tolerate Sarsa for now. Yes. Well, you know, Dude, we're going to talk about this at home, all right? Let the minutes know that it was not a unanimous vote. Nobody's Noted. taking minutes, Tim. All right? That's I just am. you. You take notes for everything. You're telling me that the nomination for me as secretary was not official? Kent, you've been taking minutes? Always. All right, you're so organized. All right, you go on with that, and uh, I guess note it, note it in the minutes. Then, all right. So, Sarsa, Sarsa, you have the floor. Didn't even know that Kent was the secretary. I'm wondering if we should be impeached as president of Wareshare. Biki, what say you? Ah, I hate conflict. We shouldn't (laughs) fight anymore, please. Ah, very well. We will table it for another discussion. Kent, please put it in the minutes. I feel like maybe this thing's gone off kilter and we need to reestablish the nonsense this is the campaign now now maybe maybe next week we should uh, reestablish our mission statement but uh for now like i feel like we need to welcome our new friend i had the floor i had the floor you have not brought a motion i had the floor we're using robert's rules 
Very good. Uh, now, I will remind everybody that our ongoing quest to defeat the dragon in the lair on the northern mountain is still going on, and we are missing a party member that is part of in the minutes from Tim, we don't want to talk about your fanfic anymore, okay? Like, let's talk about our new friend now, all right? I have a motion to recognize Sarsa. Is that is that cool? Seconded. Seconded. All right. All right. Look, let's, let's, let's go yes. back to Sarsa now. Yeah, very well. Truthfully, I'm, I feel like I've kind of hit my limit for being the uh, center of attention here, and Tim kind of took the wind out of my sails, so uh, I don't really know what else to say at this point. Well, how, how long have you been experiencing the change? Um, four to five weeks. Oh, but you but you don't just change at the moon. So how many, how many times have you changed? Like twice? No, probably about, about 13, 14. Oh my goodness. That's over a year's worth in a month. That's, that's awful. It's, it's not so bad when it's, when it's something that I choose, but, but sometimes like right now when I'm in pain or I'm upset, it just happens. And, and then sometimes I have trouble doing the things that I want to do. And, and it's like, it's like Sarsa kind of just gets lost in there. Have you, have you tried breathing exercises? To, like, calm down? No, I usually just drink. All right, close your eyes. And I want you to take a deep breath in through your nose. And out through your mouth. (sighs) And I want you to tell yourself, I am me. I am not the wolf. I am me. I am not the wolf. Now breathe again. (laughs) Sarsa, make a wisdom saving throw. Oh, no. Okay. Hang on. Aided by your friend Kent the Were-Ant. Fourteen. Uh, make it with advantage, aided with your friend Kent the Were-Ant. I feel like our difficulty was 15. 27. Oh, nailed it. Yeah, like this breathing thing actually kind of works. At first, you're like, this is ridiculous. This little Were-Ant dude, like... <laughs> Come on, give me a break. But like, you kind of like lay into it and ease into it and give it a chance, and like, whoop, you turn into Sarsa again, right? Uh, and Gerald is like, "Whoa, well, like, you know, I notice your clothes like go into your form and like transform back. Like, that's cool because like, yeah, tearing through like thirteen pairs of clothes would be really rough. Like when I when I wear out, I gotta like strip down ahead of time because like I'll tear right out of this stuff and like." Uh, it's not it's not easy on the budget if I forget to do that, you know what I mean? I, I, truthfully, I'm very grateful. I'm quite attached to this coat. Well, see, you have <laughs> control over it. So uh, so normally you lot just you sit around here and talk? Yeah, well, uh, we're, we're kind of a support network. You know, when people figure out, you know, we're one of our kind, they don't usually take very politely to it. We get, you know, run out of town or, or a lot worse, so... We just kind of—it's a time to talk and and be ourselves, and you know, we got kind of a pledge to to look out for one another and, and watch each other's back and, and take care of one each other, one another if if it's necessary. So, oh, you know, so you're like a crew? Yeah, a crew. You could say that. That makes a lot of sense. Wait, yeah, I we're don't a crew. Know all this, but I was a captain. Oh, you're in like so the I... military or something? No, I had a ship and everything. Oh, my that's first great cool. uh my first mate was uh Jarek Dark Harbor. Never heard of him. He Don't know sailed name. all around uh-huh. and did lots of 
helpful things for people, and it was good. Is Jarek Dark Harbor the person you love the most? Is that who you're worried about hurting? <laughs> Sarsa just j- chugs her whiskey. So it's getting real late. I think I'm going to uh, to go now. Thank you very much. This has been an event. But uh, I think it's time for me to uh, take it in. Like I mentioned, I've already been dead today. And uh, it's been a big one. So uh, you lot have a great night. And I'll uh, catch you probably never again. Source is like backing up the stairs as she goes. And Cleet is like... All right, well, you can take one of the bedrooms upstairs. That's all right. All right. Goodbye. Thanks for coming. And she's gone. <laughs> so, yeah. All right, so now. This, this kid was chasing me with a with a big magnifying glass yesterday. And I just, I, <laughs> yeah, terrible. Terrible. I don't know what to do. Like, I just I felt really. And scene. <laughs> Sarsa heads up. <laughs> heads upstairs. Heads to sleep. Finds a bed of her own. Let's check in with Randall. Yeah, revolution. We love it. Randall, you've supported the kind of like growing army of like kind of guards coming over to the side of Riggs and and Dahlia and and the resistance. And so there's not too many. The more as you kind of like join them fighting your way out through layers of the fortress, like enough people are joining your side that it doesn't seem like a very good plan to like resist and be loyal to Malkadoth, who seems like he's no longer in power. So it gets kind of easier and easier, even though there's more guards at each layer, like the, the group you're with grows, you're able to do some support as a bard and artificer. You have kind of like various support spells and things and healing you can do to kind of support people, but it's not too difficult. You end up in kind of a big group in sort of the outer courtyard of the, of the main fortress. Is there like a, um, uh, a color of the resistance or like a flags of Malkadoth's like regime that fly that we can like tear down or like some way that he can like help uh, like identify people or put paint on something or, Sure. It's got a big bag of trash, so we might have some <laughs> might have some ink in there. Malkadoth's colors were magenta with gold trim. Ugh. The previous realm was more like royal blue and pink, uh, surprisingly. Not typical, but that's mm. that's yeah. how they roll. And uh, you know, you could do something all new or you could uh, you know, go back to, to old school or however you want to play that. I think he'll just kind of find stuff that's blue and like tie it on soldiers, you know, arms or put it on a end of a spear and like make a flag that's blue and like um uh, take down any, you know, symbols of Malkadoth as he goes and like, ah yeah, bring him down, bring him down as we go to just kind of like, you know help coordinate that since fighting's not as necessarily his forte. Do you have like illusion spells or anything like that? Um, yeah, probably some, some simple ones. Certainly like if you have minor illusion or anything, you could just like throw up your own kind of like blue and pink or whatever, but. Oh, I got dancing lights. So we'll make some little lights that go out. There you go. Blue and pink lights flying all around. People are celebrating. It kind of breaks into just sort of like a big party and cheering and, you know, tearing down the magenta and gold and and reinforcing things. 
and so as that happens, as it just sorts, it, you know, like there's not really conflict. Things are sort of safe. It seems like you've thoroughly won the day. You're kind of like locking down the fortress and it's sort of starting to spread out into the town. Riggs comes up to you and sort of like pulls you aside and says, uh, uh, Randall, thank you. Thank you so much for taking care of us. Yeah, of course. Of course. Your your friends, uh, uh, Sarsa and and Branch and, and the lot, uh, they they seem a, oh, a yeah. bit. Yeah, obviously they've been critical to our cause. They seem a bit uh, uncomfortable, and and uh, you know they were they're torn up. They're they they gave a lot, and they're they're broken down. I wonder if you could just stick with them a bit, and you know uh, take care of them, and and just just uh, maybe let us know how they're doing and, and any what's going on with them in any way we could support them. If you could just sort of like be our liaison with, with them while they're here, I, I think it would be a great help to us. Yeah. You got it, Riggs. Anything you need. We've won the day. This is great. Congratulations, Randall. You've, you've played no small, small part in that at all. Thank you so much for your service. Of course. Now for our rewards. And he digs into his trash bag and pulls out a half, uh, eaten like turkey leg that has a bunch of mold on it and uh, that's kind of half wrapped up and goes, yes! And starts to bite on it as he makes his way back to the inn. Where mm, you will celebrate that. Good for you, Randall. You enjoy that. You've earned it. Thanks, boss. So he heads out to rejoin his friends. Um, let's cut to the next morning. Y'all are able to rest up. Credit yourself a long rest. Credit yourself a long rest and a level up! Holy mackerel. We can calculate that later. That's a lot of levels. Level 13. Jeez. I think that's the last one, right? Level 13 is the highest. Mm -hmm, I don't think so. No, there's more. Okay. I've never been passed off. (laughs) This is definitely the highest uh, I've ever managed to get a single character in a campaign. (laughs) Yeah. Lucky 13. So upon waking up, you all have your kind of like own rooms in the inn. It's quiet, sort of sunrises. There's little windows in your different rooms. And so you sort of like wake up with the dawn. Anything in particular anyone wants to do? Um, I think the only thing I would say is Tiburon overnight has been pouring over that scroll of shape water that he was given. And that will probably have the... um, God, I, I forget the name of the uh, of the scribe that that gave me the scroll. Caraquil. Um, Caraquil, yes. Um, Tiburon will probably have them on the mind uh, this morning. Yeah, I think you kind of like are exhausted and lay down, but kind of can't sleep. But like, end up pulling out the scroll and focusing on it, and like eventually drifting off, but also kind of dreaming about it, and like waking up early and looking at it more. And you feel like you have it pretty well mastered. So, shape water. You can credit yourself as able to able to cast that now. Perfect. Not yes. particularly well rested, but like hyped that you have this new ability. Anything else that anybody would want to do or things are on your mind, places you might want to go? I think Sarsa would want to <laughs> go back and just like just make sure that the castle like everybody's good, the kids are okay, things are settled. Unless we got an update from Randall that everybody's good. Yeah, I think that would be Randall would just say, you know, the city's won. Everybody's kind of turned over. And <laughs> I, saw, so I think you like 
You open the front door and walk into the square and you trip over Randall, who like came back to the inn because he figured you were there, but like the door was locked and he wasn't able to get in. So he's just like curled up there and you kind of like trip over him and wake him up a little bit early in the morning. Oh, no, it's been a while since I've been asleep outside of an inn. Did you tie one on last night? Oh, oh yeah. I ate a whole lot of rotten cheese and uh, spoiled milk. It was really great. <clears throat> well, I suppose we've we've all been there. Yeah. How are things over at the keep? Oh, great! All the all the guards have turned, and we've started to Riggs has started to make sure that the uh, anybody who supported Malkadoth is out. Right. But so, I haven't uh, I haven't been to the castle yet. But I assume everything's safe. It was when we left it. Why don't you come inside? Let's let's take a moment and regroup and figure out where we're going next. Sure thing. You got it. You got it. Sarsa, as you kind of turn to go back inside and bring Randall in, you hear a sound that you recognize and you look up and you see the Crescent Squall 3. And it is leaving. It's flying. It is leaving from the castle fortress and departing kind of like passing over your head over the town square to leave uh under her breath and i apologize because i know this is a family-friendly podcast (laughs) but she looks up at it and she just says son of a bitch (laughs) and she like when she she turns into the inn and she slams the door so as you kind of like bring Randall in and slam the door, you're all kind of like in a in a bit of a confused whirlwind. Does it look like it's headed towards us or it's leaving like out of the city? No, it looks like it's taking off from the fortress and leaving. It's like gaining altitude as it passes over your head. It looks like it's heading out. Okay. As you kind of like slam the door and bring Randall back in, uh, Tiburon and Branch are, are headed downstairs. So you're all kind of there. You know, uh, it's terrible weather outside, you lot. I think we probably would be best served staying in here, having a nice warm breakfast. Let's just hang out for a little bit. There's no reason for us to even, you know, look, look, Randall's here. He can tell you everything's been going on in the castle. We can just hang out. (laughs) Oh, yeah, you guys wouldn't believe. They were throwing out so much garbage from inside the castle. They would just find some of the stuff and throw it out. So I really got to have my pick of the litter. Let me give you an example. In my trash bag, I have this old bent-up candelabra. Now, it's really cool, and I might be able to bend it into something else. For example, maybe I could make some sort of rake. Randall, Randall, uh, we're we're still going to try to find Gravely. You you didn't find any signs of any... uh... Uh, possible witchcraft magic or or anything that could help us out in trying to find Gravely while you were in the castle? uh, I I mean, nothing specific. I picked up some reagents and some some glass tubes and some, uh, you know, know, pieces like that. But, uh, I mean, I I don't think I found anything specific to Gravely or where he went. Hmm. Hmm. All right. What's your plan for the day? It doesn't seem like Cletus is not really around. It doesn't seem like it's really open for breakfast. So it's just kind of like you sitting out in the early morning light streaming in through a few of the windows and you have a chance to check in a little bit. Right. So as I was saying, let's 
not go outside. We'll just stay in and have a lovely, big, hearty breakfast for at least the next 25 <laughs> to 35 minutes. But Sarsa, hey. I thought you wanted to find Gravely. You want to find him more more than the rest of us, it seems. Of course I want to find Gravely in 25 to 35 minutes. Uh, what, why, why that amount of time? This is very specific and you are being weird. Uh, that seems very Breakfast normal. is the most important meal of the day, she says, pulling out her flask and drinking whiskey. Is there a parade outside? Like, is there is there a big parade? Uh, it's very threatening. Sarsa just is, now she's just drinking. <laughs> One of you kind of peeks out the front window and it's just like, there's nothing. <laughs> it's chill. <laughs> There's nothing right. going on. It's kind of pretty out. You can hear birds chirping. <laughs> oh, hey, well, uh, I guess if we're sitting here and Randall's going to kind of pull out uh, some stuff from his bag, a bunch of little glass vials and stuff, and he says, I was able to uh, loot a bunch of uh, stuff from the castle that uh, whoever that guy was, uh, that little satyr guy was was working on, and I, uh, I worked up some new spells. Uh, or some new potions. I uh, wonder if anybody would like to try one hmm? on a human <laughs> test subject. Uh, I am not a human. Who's thirsty? Tiburon? You look strong, resilient, uh, not affected by poisons. A little early in the morning for me to be drinking something like that. I've already got a drink. Come on. Yeah, I have this one. Just give it a try. Uh, Sarsa and Branch are not humans, so we cannot be your test subject humans. Well, you know what I mean. Upright bipedal hominids. Tiverone really leans into Randall, leans into Randall, and goes, Randall, if I drink this, will you back me up on the next thing I say? Yeah, of course. To the ends of the earth. All right. Cheers. Cheers. (laughs) Tiverone quaffs down whatever you got handed right now. All right. Uh, Excellent. So you drink it. You get temporary hit points equal to 2d6 plus uh, 2, and you feel uh, you feel bold, and you can add a d4 to the next attack roll or saving throw you make for the next minute. Wow. <laughs> oh. You want to attack a save against anything in this quiet this post-dawn bar? <laughs> Did you feel the restorative part? That's the new thing. The res- do you feel like... You feel like a healthy vitality? Oddly, yes. A little, a little bubbly, you know, but, uh, but refreshing. Good, good. Uh, and he gets super excited and he starts to kind of mix some other stuff up at the same time. All right, Rand- Randall, Randall. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Sarsa, Randall, you remember who gave me the scroll, right? And I show him the, the scroll of Shape Water. <gasps> yeah, that book nerd who is here. Yes, yes, the <laughs> book nerd. We should go talk to the book nerd. Maybe maybe he would know of a spell or 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 of someone who'd be capable capable of a casting something that that the, the sort of fog spell that may gravely disappear, or he might know uh, some sort of secret of the mountain. Tiburon, I think that's a great idea, and I think we should do it right now. You see, you see, Randall loves it. Randall knows what's good. Uh huh. We can do whatever you want after we've had a nice twenty-five to thirty-five minute hearty breakfast. We've had breakfast. He just had his, his potion of boldness. He's ready to go. He's got a minute until it wears I, off. I'm very ready. Should could, could we just go out blindfolded, Sarsa? Would that, would that solve the situation? Sarsa just crosses her arms and is sitting at the bar drinking whiskey. Branch, Branch, help me out here. Eh, Sarsa. Branch goes up to Sarsa. <clears throat> you seem upset. And worried about something. 
Are you okay? I'm fine. Tell Branch what is wrong. I'm fine. Everything is fine. I'm fine. I just really don't want to go outside. Is it a a full moon? No, it is daytime. Is it uh, agoraphobia? Are you scared of crowds now, Sarsa? Was there a mouse? No. All right. (laughs) Listen, I saw the Crescent Squall 3 outside. (gasps) It was leaving the keep and... I don't know. I don't know who's on it, but there's a good chance, possibility, that Jarek is on it, and quite frankly, I cannot be in proximity to him right now or that ship. Uh, if he is in the air, flying, and we are on the ground, like. What kind of proximity are you worried about? I don't know, all right? I don't know, Branch. It's it's very confusing. I've had a hard day. Yesterday <laughs> was a hard hey. day. And today is not shaping up to be much better. Branch looks like all like flustered at, at Tiburon. Like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> right, right. Um, all right. Well, we'll, we'll wait out. 25 minutes in here. Uh, and uh, after that, we can go out the back way. I'm sure Cletus can <laughs> let us use the kitchen door to, to exit. And you know what? We could we could give you a trench coat and a hat if you really didn't want any possibility of being seen by Mr. Dark It's Harbor. not about being seen, although that doesn't help. I just can't have him be near me. Uh, is this because of your uh, condition? <laughs> yes, Blanche, it's because of my condition. Uh, okay. Right. We can wait. Uh, I, uh, uh, Branch thinks that uh, the squall probably brought us the help that Sora promised us. So uh, we should get there soon, but if you uh, need to wait until the ship is gone, Branch understands. So you spend like. Ten solid minutes just like sitting in the bar. Sarsa's <laughs> drinking. Tiburon has like a just like a glass of water that he's practicing shape water on. He's like making it move around, lift up, <laughs> spin around, go back in the glass. Left side, right side, left side. Randall's just like sorting through garbage. <laughs> At ten point ten minutes in, Cletus walks in from a back room, not from the upper rooms that you were staying in, but like from a room behind the bar in like kind of like a nightgown kind of thing. She's like she just observes you all like completely doing nothing separately, awkwardly. It's like <laughs> all right. Um y'all good? Yeah, do you want to try an elixir? Uh, no thanks. I'll just um, I'm gonna give you some space. And she walks back, <laughs> walks back into her room. You spend like yeah. another fifteen minutes doing like absolutely nothing. Uh, what what number do you think goes in this square? Is it a nine or a four? <laughs> uh, what is a four letter word for afraid? Cower. No. Frightened. No, those four. One, two, three. It starts with F. Frightened. 
<laughs> Paging through the Cambion, the Cambion Times, <laughs> doing the wordle. <laughs> I hate the. And word. it's about time. <laughs> oh. Right. So, uh, I think we should head south. What do you think? We should go to the castle and see if Sora brought the help that Sora said that she would bring. And maybe find Gravely if Sora can help with that or whoever is there. Right. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah. Let's let's go. Let's let. Yep. Let's do that. All right. Sarsa is like, by the way, she's like very frantic energy uh, as you guys go to head out, like kind of pacing and shaking her hands and just like trying to psych herself up it will be okay okay so we go to the castle yep y'all head out through the town square up to the castle which is relatively near the town square the gates are open you kind of walk through the first set of gates and there's a lot of like guards and stuff who have just sort of like passed out from the revelry people are kind of passed out sleeping hanging out places they had a good time last night as they as they overcome things. So you walk in a little bit farther, you're not really stopped. You get to kind of like the inner chambers of the rooms. Riggs is there. Riggs kind of like comes out to meet. So like, oh, you, you all, you all should come with me. Quick, uh, this way. That's that's uh, that's um, it's important. Come on, come on with me. I guess we follow. <laughs> Sarsa is taken up the back. <laughs> He meets you at kind of like the inner chamber where you first met Jonathan Fletcher, where there's a little, it's like a circular room with a desk in it. And so he's, he, he takes you into the throne room through the, the trap areas that you went through before and is leading you down the, the, the zombie moat walk. Um, he's leading you towards the kind of like inner chambers that where you fought Malkadoth. Um, and so you sort of like follow along carefully not to like fall into the zombie moat and things like that. And he's taking you, he t- he's taking you to the, um, the chamber where the treasury and the portal was, that's where you arrive. And, uh, you see Sora McIntyre is there and Rick's just kind of like gestures like, huh? <laughs> he's sort of like intimidated by her presence. Oh, uh, a lady. Hello, lady. Uh, Sora, this is uh, Randall. He was a lot of help in the fight. Uh, Randall, this is Sora. She is uh, like our boss, friend, person. Nice to meet you. Very pleased to meet you, Randall. Thank you. Thank you so much for your help. Why don't all of you come into the chamber here? And she's leading you into the the portal side. The, The ship is gone, right? Right. Yeah, the ship was when you saw the ship, it looked like it was like leaving. So So you haven't seen any notion of the Crescent Squall or Jarek. Sarsa kind of like as she she approaches and sees the ship is gone, is like, and it's Sora, and she's like, okay, like she seems like she's calming down. Yeah, Uh, Sora. Before we go in, uh, is Jarek here with you? (laughs) (laughs) No, he dropped us off, and uh, and he took off. So uh, no, he he's not here. Branch turns around to Sarsen because we're big, like, double thumbs up. <laughs> eh. <laughs> Great. Uh, good to see you, Sora. I uh, appreciate you coming out. Sora watches that exchange and says, 
I didn't tell him why he was dropping us off here, and uh, he didn't ask if that's any consolation. Appreciate that. It's 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 complicated. I understand. Also, how's my ship? Uh, it's in good condition and quite. Why are you saying that like a question? Well, it's it's surprisingly functional. I think uh, he and his sort of animal companions are are surprisingly uh, adept at at piloting it. Animal companions. Uh yes, we can we can talk about that later. It's not it's not what? important. Uh, but he he's doing well. It's it's in good shape, and and he's taking good care of it. Animal. <laughs> Sarsa's just like <laughs> scratching her head. Did Jared become a cat lady? <laughs> all right, moving on. So she walks in, <laughs> leads you all into the portal chamber where um, Bartleby is in there. We do not have Chris on hand, so I'm going to do my best Bartleby voice. She says, "Like you've all made tremendous progress, and and the securing of this portal is is vital to the cause." Bartleby is tinkering with the remote that you. Let's see. Who is present? That Tiburon and Branch, I think, were there, recovered from the train heist previously. So he has the remote that you recovered from that, from a very similar looking portal. And he's kind of like tinkering with that and working on it. And like various things are like lighting up and buzzing with different kinds of energy and um, sounds in this chamber. Uh, Bartleby says like, oh, hi. Uh, Oh, wow. You guys did such a good job. Uh, Well, this is this is great. Like the portal, the portal and and the remote together. Like I feel like we can do really great things here. Uh, uh, this is this is great. I mean, this could this could totally turn the tide of of, of everything we've been working on or on right here. Thank thank you so much. Do Sora and Bartleby know that we lost XX Bloody Heart? Yes. <laughs> yeah, we told them when we first arrived. <laughs> yes, they do. Have you have you heard from XX Bloody Heart? We 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 lost contact with them, and we uh, they never came through the portal. Uh we not. There's. And Bartleby sort of like interrupts and says, "Like, yeah, so uh, uh, we've uh, seems like these portals are uh, kind of unstable. So I'm I'm real sorry about that, but like, uh, I- I'm sure he'll turn up sooner or later. You know, you you did, so uh, it's it's only logical that like uh, sooner or later he's gonna come popping out of one of these portals. He has to, right? And Sora's like." Uh yeah, one can only hope. Hopefully not as a as a coat rack or or, or anything similar. And Bartleby is like, uh, listen, we 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 figured out a lot. Like with with the remote and the portal, I think we can stabilize it significantly. Biscuit and I, he's on the other side. He's he's back in Ocot, uh, figuring things out. And uh, we figured out like uh, we think that relationships are are a significant part. Of, of how these portals work. Like, uh, when people enter a portal and don't end up where they were supposed to be, a lot of times it seems like they pop out near somebody that they knew previously. And so that got us thinking that, like, uh, you know, maybe maybe people that you know, the, the, the connections of, of, like, relationships are, are pretty significant for, like, navigating the... Uh, well, we call, we're calling it the portal verse, kind of like the, the, the space in between these portals that you got to navigate. So, uh, we think that, 
uh, you know, if there's somebody that you know and have a relationship with on the other side, that's going to significantly decrease the chance that you end up somewhere else or like, you know, turn into wood or like have a, a second or a third head or, you know, anything like that. We think it'll be a lot better now going forward. Has there uh, been any sign of Greville since uh, you have been here? We haven't been in the castle since uh, yesterday. Uh, uh, no, I'm really sorry to hear about that. So I was like, I'm afraid not. We'll do everything we can. I might have something that could help with that for understanding what maybe happened to Gravely. And she pulls out a book, a volume, looks like kind of a journal that she has with her. Uh, this journal, it has, it's in a language I don't no one has ever been able to understand, but some of the sketches, they reference the sort of things that you described in what happened to Gravely. And in our Knight's Library up in Chesquin, I, I feel like if we could take this there, perhaps they could uncover sort of a some sort of information that might help us out. I know we only had like 25 words to communicate that we not only defeated Lord Malkadoth and also Gravely disappeared. So Branch will kind of give him the... The 411 on, like, he turned into smoke and got pulled through mm-hmm. the wall, we think, and then I tried to go through his steam or mist or whatever I turned into, and none of that worked, and blah, blah, blah. So, if the, the this book is the best option, then I guess we should go to the library. I see, I see. All right. Um, yes, I think, I, I don't know what's contained within the pages of this book. It's in a language that no one I've encountered has been able to, to understand, but uh, perhaps if you take it to the Great Library, uh, our scholars there might be able to uncover something that could be valuable to the cause and to perhaps get gravely back. Actually, the, the portal that y'all encountered, uh, you, Tiburon Branch, you encountered on the train, we actually recovered it. We installed it up in the Great Library, and so uh, we think that we could transport you there through this portal here that y'all have encountered, right, uh, Bartleby? And Bartleby, oh yeah, I, I, I'm like, uh, you know, yeah, there's a good 90 to 95% chance that we can absolutely transport you there using this remote. Uh, we're, we're very confident that, like, you could get there. And uh, it's it's gonna be fine. Yeah, you just take this there, and 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 uh, this could really tar- turn the tide of the the whole conflict. You know what I mean? Branch raises his hand. Uh, uh, yes, uh, that branch question. Uh, yes, thank you, Bartleby. Uh, branch wants to know: do do we know someone in the library? Uh, branch does not want to disappear. And Sora says, like, uh, you absolutely do. Some of you might remember Salias. He's there in the Great Library, and we think that your connection to him could anchor you to transport without, you know, some of the side effects that you've recently encountered. Side effects? That's a really, really cute way of putting it. Okay. Do we need to go right now? Or uh, can we have some time before we leave? to uh, maybe visit some friends that we made in town or uh, in the that might be in the forest uh well yeah i can uh you know i uh, i can finish the the final calculations here you know if if you want to come back in a little bit that's perfectly fine with me branch is just thinking about uh i think he promised to visit clump in the forest and bring her mushroom and food for the rats <laughs> if you want to do a little bit of that, you can, or you can zip off to the great library up to you while he's doing all of his 
calculations. Maybe Branch goes off and has a little date and comes back. Um, so, well, we'll let Branch scurry off and do that. <laughs> so <Okay. laughs> Bartleby is like, oh, yeah, it's going to take me a little time to uh, finish the final tabulations and calibrate the remote to the this particular portal. But uh, this is going to be like a lot better. Like, I can't even tell you how, like, we were not confident with our with our final algorithms on, like, how the, these portals actually work. Uh, thank you so much for volunteering. But like uh, the remote plus this portal, uh, this is going to be a lot better. I'm, I'm totally confident to a to a reasonable degree that you're going to get there but like it's going to take me a little bit so branch if you want to go that that that's totally fine yeah, okay bye <laughs> so branch heads off sora shows the rest of you this book that she has this journal that is in a language that none of you recognize but it has some tabulations like paging throughout it, it has some drawings of Drawing similar to the kinds of portals you've encountered and vials and magic items and like the different kind of like versions, even paging through it of the knight's tattoo that you have, like both the knight's tattoo and like versions that are sort of like reminiscent of that tattoo, but not exactly it. There's like all sorts of interesting illustrations amongst these words that none of you understand. And Sora is basically asking you to take this book to the library and see if anybody there can understand the writing. Because based on the illustrations and things, it seems like it could have a lot of useful information. As we're going through the book and we see some of those illustrations, especially anything in vials and stuff like that, I think Tiverone would be looking at Randall and be like, do you have any of these in your bag? Have you seen any <laughs> of these ever? Yeah, and uh, every time Randall, like, pulls out like a broken coat hanger that roughly looks like it's in the shape of it like this <laughs> oh, no no that's uh, not a cr- crumpled up newspaper uh? <laughs> uh, I don't think that's how uh, it okay I'll keep looking let's jump to branch makes his way out into the forest <laughs> He stopped off to pick up some mushrooms and cheese. He's got some mushrooms and cheese, buys cheese in a local shop, picks some mushrooms on the way um, and works his way out, kind of is able to track the signs of clump on bottom of boot and her little horde of rats that she headed out with and is able to like work his way out to a clearing where she is like sitting there amongst all the rats who are like... She's direct, trying to direct them, but they're like largely ignoring her and doing rat things. And you see some, you pass a fair amount of rats who are like running back towards the direction of town as you like uh, follow up to her. Hey, hello, Clump. Hey, it is Branch. Oh, hey, he- hello, Branch. Uh, this is good. Uh, welcome, welcome to our uh, uh, rat rat haven here. Uh, Okay, everyone, you take uh, take five. Remember what we talked about. Uh, uh, do good and uh, uh, eat uh, eat uh, uh, things here in the forest and and not in town. Um, the rats all like scurry off and clump towards towards you. Uh, uh, hello. Uh, hi. Uh, Branch brought clump uh, mushrooms. You said you liked uh, mushrooms, so here. Uh, and uh, this is some uh, cheese for the rats, or you, if you want to eat it instead. Oh, uh, thank you very much. This is nice. And she sort of sets it down, and a bunch of rats immediately run up, grab the cheese, and disappear. <laughs> they leave the mushroom. Uh, okay, I will. Uh, I will enjoy the mushroom. Uh, perhaps uh, we could 
uh, we could share a bite uh, together uh, of this mushroom. It is a Hydrocephalus encartanus, I think. Eh, eh, yes, that, that would be very nice. She holds it up in between you, and it's a pretty big mushroom, and sort of like both of you like slowly like lean forward, and each of you take a little like nibble of either side of this mushroom. <laughs> Chew it. It is good. Yes, it is uh, uh, pleasing to to the palate. Uh, thank you, uh, thank you for coming uh, uh, as as you promised. Uh, yes, uh, uh, Branch has to go on another mission, uh, but uh, I did not want to uh, leave without saying goodbye, uh, and hope that I could come back to see you again. Oh, oh yes, uh, uh, store uh, clump clump understands that branch is a very busy and important to to what you do, and uh, he stands up a little taller. <laughs> uh, you 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 must go and and do the druid things uh, uh, that are important and and Crump will be here working with these rats and she gestures to the clearing and there's like literally no rats there <laughs> which I will uh, find again very shortly <laughs> and um, I, I, I thank you so much for all of your help and this pleasing pleasing mushroom and the cheese which the rats have taken yeah. Okay, uh, thank you very much. Uh, and uh, we we were able to defeat the uh, big bad guy. Uh, and the the amulet that you gave Branch was very very useful in this. So uh, thank you uh, again for that. Uh, this is uh, a pleasing to hear. And she sort of takes your hand and stares at you for a long time. And then she leans in and kisses you. Oh, yes! And it's like an awkward, like, she sort of, like, knows visually what kissing looks like, but she doesn't know what to do, so she just is just pushing her lips up against you. (laughs) (laughs) She pulls away. Okay, I will will work with rats now. You do your thing. Thank you very much for coming here. I, I, uh, good, good, good job. Uh, It is pleasing. Thank you. Feeling really awkward. Casts good berry really quick and like just (laughs) answer the berries. Uh, Enjoy these. (laughs) Uh, Okay, thank you. Goodbye. Cut back to the portal chamber. Branch works his way in. Looking very awkward. Instead of like red lipstick, it's like mud. <laughs> yeah. hey, are we ready to go? Uh, Branch, I think you got some. Do you want to maybe clean your no. face? Branch does oh. not want to clean Branch's face. Right. <laughs> Ever. Understood. Are we ready to take the book, everyone? Head to the library? 
Barbie says, like, all right, I, I'm pretty sure we got this going. Um, this is going to go reasonably well. So uh, here we go. And he sort of, like, does some things on the remote and the portal kind of, like, energizes and lights up. And you see the kind of, like, two kinds of energy flow from Miser's thigh and either side and interact with each other. Remember the first time there was a lot of like sparks and uh, mess, sort of like jankiness as you stepped into the portal. There's like still a little bit of that, but like significantly less with him working with this remote and the portal you've secured and it lights up. There's an opening to this portal that you're able to step through. Let's go. So you all walk through, the four of you, uh, with the book. Who's holding the book? I could put it in my trash bag if you guys like. Uh, I don't think we want to get trash on this book, Randall. Sorry to say. Oh, okay. I'll, yeah, Tiburon I'll hold on to it. So Tiburon takes the book. Y'all walk through, and uh, you find yourself in this lobby area of just like a tremendously ornate library, and there's shelves and things all around and a main desk and standing behind the desk is Celius, who some of you know. Sarsa knows Celius very well. Randall has no idea who this person is. Tiburon has maybe met Celius in passing, but not like in podcasts, but uh, for sure he recognizes Sarsa. Branch 2, Celius recognizes... Well, let's see. Celius interacted with Branch? Not really. So Celius and Sarsa are the main he connection. He thinks he has. <laughs> yeah. Uh, depending on how canonical the uh, Halloween episode was, he believes that's that he's true. Like, yeah, I think in Knight's business, there's been a passing connection between the three of you, but Celius and Sarsa have the strongest bond. And sure enough, you have successfully, you're all relieved to have successfully seemingly got to the place you were going with like so all, all of you. Made it? Y'all kind of like look around and make sure, no, yeah, head check that like all four of you are here. Nobody has like the head of a goose or anything. Like it looks okay. Oh, Sarsa. Celius, uh, how are you? Where's your better half? Oh, Jabin is out on tour again. Right. Performing. But he can't keep a good man down. How are you? He can't. I, I'm well. How are you? It's great to see you. Where's Jarek? Oh, Jarek's somewhere. There's, you know, there's going to be a lot to, uh, to catch up on, and that's best done over a pint. But but let's make sure that my friends here, Tiburon and Branch. Oh, of course, I know you too. And uh, who is this fine, awesome folk? Oh, Randall is, uh, uh, he's a character, and you're going to like him. Maybe. Hello. Hello, Randall. I'm Celius. He reached out Hi, to shake I'm his Randall. paw, I guess. Uh, yep. <laughs> whatever, whatever possums have. Wow. Yep. Ah, fine grip that you have there. What brings you all here? Would Celius have known that they were coming? <laughs> yes. Okay. Communicating through the night sort of like communiques. And I think there's probably something sort of extra communication device installed. So basically... This location is like the Library of the Knights. And um, in Season 5, this location, this library in Chesquin that the Knights maintain was referenced a couple of times, but the team never really like took the bait of like going there. But this is a facility that the Knights hold with a, like, a lot of information and things. And so it's sort of well-known and like establishment, established communications and things are in place that 
such that Silius is fairly well informed to be expecting you. And the portal that is here on this side is actually the portal that was in the train. Like the train crashed. The knights actually recovered this portal and moved it to this library to be able to transport there. Oh, well, welcome to the library. Uh, it's it's so nice to have you here. Um, did you bring the journal? I we did. We did. Tiburon holds it up. Wonderful, wonderful. Uh, I assume he has not seen this journal before. He has not. Oh, give it here. Let me look. Journal handed over to Silius. So this uh, figure in a robe kind of like rushes up to Silius very like deferentially. Very much like, oh, Chief Sorter Silius, uh, and apology to interrupt for you, but here are the volumes that you requested. I've uh, I, I've categorized them uh, based on uh, language of origin uh, in in the ancient. So these are uh, elven languages on top, dwarven languages uh, towards the bottom, and 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 assorted other languages. Here I found everything I could based on your suggestions and uh, a base. Uh, I, I hope that they uh, provide you with everything you requested. And uh, thank you so much for honoring me with the uh, opportunity to fulfill your request. And this person sort of like, this person in a robe is kind of like bowing towards Silius and backing out of the chamber, like not turning his back, backing like, thank you. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much. I hope it's helpful. Oh, thank you, Timothy. Very helpful. And he t- looks through all the books. All right. Let's see if we can't figure out what language this is. Page, page, research montage. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He sort of like flips through a couple of pages and he's like looking back and forth between like he's flipping through certain volumes and it takes a little bit of time to sort of like look at these different books that have different like references to languages and compare back and forth. Does anybody else want to do anything as he sort of like ponders this, this journal that you've brought him? Nay. Cyrus is just chilling. Branch. Branch is just probably going to like, if he hasn't been at this library before, he's just staring around in awe at all of the books. Like he hasn't really encountered something like this before. There's a lot of books in this main chamber and there's various like doorways off into other chambers that look like they have a lot more books. So it's a very kind of awe-inspiring sort of space. And the the respect to which Silius is given is also a little bit jarring to Sarsa, at least that knows him as kind of a like silly sort of academic figure. Yeah, Sarsa wouldn't comment, but it is noted. Silas, <laughs> so, you get kind of like you page back towards the beginning of this volume, or like looking back and forth. You're looking at like the script and the runes and elvish runes and dwarven runes, and you know you get kind of deep into what other rooms are there? Like Sylvan, it doesn't look like Sylvan and Draconic Celestial. Like it's not any of those. You like are familiar with those language, or at least how they look. And it's not anything. And then you turn back to the beginning of this book. And Silas is like, huh. And then like, there's a massive flash of light. And you all disappear. (gasps) Oh, well, that's interesting. Interesting.